Good morning, brothers and sisters. This is Brother Leonard. God bless you. It's a great day to be alive, and this is the day that the Lord hath made. And let us rejoice and be glad in it because God has been so good to us. Sometimes, again, we need to re, we need to think back over our lives and just take a look at what God has done for us. If you look back, it will surprise you and sometimes will even shock you where God has brought you from. I know recently I've been thinking a lot about that, uh, where God has brought me from and just the things he's done over my life. And this is, I think this kind of uh, was inspired. I was recently doing a study on the 23rd Psalms and, and I, and as I read the 23rd Psalms, I could see how David seemed to look back over his life. And so what I want to do today so I want to talk to you about the 23rd Psalms. And so this will be, I'm going to call this um, uh, Inside the 23rd Psalms. And so um, let's pray. Father, I just want to thank you for this day. Thank you so much for being so good to us and your kindness and your mercy today. And Holy Spirit, I ask you to just give me how to say this and what to say and, and encourage the hearers today, anoint their ears to hear. And so uh, just bless this in an amazing way. In Jesus name, I pray. Amen. And so anyway, inside the 23rd Psalms, as I was studying this, you know, I thought about all the different um, all the different places that you typically hear. The 23rd Psalms read probably, you know, it's probably the most uh, popular scripture in the Bible, you know, because you hear it at funerals in difficult times, doing fellowship with the Lord in church, at breakfast, at council meetings and doing times uh, that are bad and good. So I often wonder, do we really know what we're reading in the text? Because it sounds good. It's full of wisdom. It's comforting. Uh, it's it's simply amazing. But what is David trying to convey to the readers of the 23rd Psalms? You know, I wonder if he's looking back over his life and comparing his journey to that of the sheep. It seems to me that David is able to see the similarities between the sheep and the people. So I want to take a look at the 23rd Psalms. And so I'm going to read it if you don't mind. In fact, I'm just going to quote it. And so because you hear it so much when I was a little boy, I think I learned the 23rd Psalms. And so the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. Mm -hmm. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for thou art with me. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointed my head with oil and my cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. And so I wonder, and I'm going to start with the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want that particular verse of scripture. So I wonder where David was in his life. You know, was he an older man looking back over his life? And that's what I was meaning when I told you I was beginning to look back over my life. And, you know, I looked and I saw all the places where God had brought me from. And and my story um, is amazing because it shouldn't have never happened. Like I shouldn't be where I am um, 
just because of the decisions that I made, but yet God brought me all this way. And it, it's amazing what God has done. And sometimes you need to take a look over your life to see what God has done in your life. So was David an older man? Absolutely. I think he was. And so I think he was still king. And was he serving in the capacity of king of Israel? You got it. So why was David relating his life experiences um, being a sheep in the pasture? Was David thinking about his life at all the times uh, that God rescued him from the mess that he created? Well, we do know that David, when he was a boy, he was a keeper of his family's sheep. He was a shepherd. He led the sheep. He fed the sheep, cared for the sheep, protected the sheep, rescued the sheep, corrected the sheep, loved the sheep. Uh, David spent the majority of his time um, as a young boy in his father's uh, pasture with the sheep. That was David's job because it was the custom back in those days that the youngest boy would inherit the duties as the person who tends to the needs of the sheep. Je um, David was Jesse's eighth son, his youngest son. And so by virtue of that, David inherited that responsibility. But David did gain valuable experience as a shepherd. He served his father faithfully as a shepherd of his family's sheep. So now the scripture tends to denote a personal relationship with the shepherd. The Lord is my shepherd. He supplies all of my needs. And so when you think about that, <clears throat> David is thinking about all the time that God supplied his need, the things that he needed, you know, all parts of his life he saw where he needed God and how God supplied those needs. You know, the scripture says that the Lord promised to supply all of our needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And David said, I was young and now I'm old and yet never have I seen the righteous forsaken nor his seed begging bread. All throughout the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, God is seen supplying the needs of all of his people. It's amazing. His leaders, Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and Moses, and Daniel, and David. And I mean, you can go on and on and on how God is supplying all of their needs uh, according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. So let's take a look at a shepherd. When you read when you read the 23rd Psalms, you have to read it in context, because if you're a shepherd, you absolutely understand what is being said. But if you're not a shepherd, then you're, you're going to miss the essence of what is being said. Because if you look at shepherds, let's take a look at the characteristics of shepherds. Shepherds care for the needs of all the sheep. All right. So that means food, water, rest, safety, direction, just to name a few. He was simply the leader of the sheep. Shepherds will defend and protect the sheep from predators that are trying to kill the sheep, steal the sheep and destroy the sheep. You know, in, in John 10, Jesus said, John 10, 10, that the thief comes to steal, kill and to destroy. Jesus came that we might have life and have it more abundantly. So the shepherd watched over his flock at night. In fact, shepherds in the field were the first to hear the birth of Jesus. You remember that? where at night the shepherds were watching over their sheep and the angels appeared unto them and made the announcement. <clears throat> and the heavenly host began praising God in front of the shepherds. The shepherds would absolutely lay down their life for his sheep. Hirelings run. In John 10, Jesus said, I'm the good shepherd. The good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. The shepherd would look for the sheep when they wandered off and got lost. 
Jesus said that he came to seek and save those who are lost. The shepherd faced incredible challenges from wolves, lions, and other predators. The shepherd cares for the sheep because he loves them and wants to maintain a good reputation. The shepherd always thinks of the welfare of sheep. Good leaders are always concerned about their people. Get this. The shepherd brings his sheep to shade in times of scorching heat. The shepherd trusts the shepherd. The sheep trusts the shepherd implicitly. And then finally, shepherds were rational or relational, trustworthy, providers, selfless, invested examples and amazing characteristics of a shepherd. Think about this. You know, building relationships is the cornerstone of of everything we do in life. You know, if you have an organization, you want to build good relationships. I work in a school district, so I want to make sure that uh, I build good relationships with my teachers, with my parents in the community, with the students, with the people I work with. Relationships are absolutely paramount. Well, even in dealing with animals, you know, uh, you build relationships, build relationships with your dog. Uh, Your dog is probably one of your most faithful friends in life. And um, and so relationships are critical. Shepherds, really the good ones, really cared about their sheep. In many cases, they knew their sheep by name. That's amazing. And so shepherds really cared. And what David is trying to convey here in the Lord is my shepherd is that he really cares about every single thing that we do, that we need. He's concerned about our rest, about our safety. He's concerned about the food we eat. He's concerned with every aspect of our lives. Jesus even said the Lord knows us so well. He knows every hair on our head. He knows us so well. He knows every thought that we think before we think it. And so David is seeing how God is this master shepherd and how he is um, he is leading and guiding his sheep. And then, you know, all sheep don't want to be led. So sheep are hard-headed, so they don't want to be led. So now he's even talking about the sheep that are lost or wondering and how he even goes out to bring those in. David is relating his life the mistakes that he made, the things that he did that were wrong, all the traps that he fell into. He can see how God rescued him out of those traps. And then later we'll talk about how the shepherd comes out to defend and rescue the sheep. David looked and he saw his life and he looked at his life. And sometimes you got to reflect back on your life, you know, and he sees how God played that critical part in absolutely guiding David's steps and directing David, even when he wandered, God brought him back to the fold. And he says, the Lord is my shepherd. He looks after me. He provides all of my needs and I shall not want. That doesn't mean he doesn't have wants for anything, but it means that everything I need, I have. Think about that because he promised to supply all of my needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. Amazing. So I want you to think about the characteristics of a sheep, because now you know the characteristics of a shepherd. And now let's talk about the sheep. So sheep have a natural tendency to wander off and get lost. That's just in their character. And, you know, David, I think he was thinking about the book of Isaiah and start relating to his life. And he says that, 
like sheep, we have gone astray and we have turned everyone to his own way in Isaiah 53 and six. He says, sheep know the voice of their shepherd. That's amazing because they really do. You know, your dog knows your voice, right? And he'll come to you. But sheep, they will go to their shepherd. Jesus said, my sheep, they know my voice and no other will they follow. He calls his sheep by name and he leads them out in John 10. Sheep are helpless creatures that are totally dependent on their shepherd. They do not learn well and are difficult to train. Imagine that. Sounds like people, right? Sheep are dumb animals that do not learn well and are difficult to train. Mm, I know. <laughs> it sounds like, oh, all right. So they don't have good eyesight, nor do they hear well. And so David is thinking, not that David can't see, but what he's saying, think about this, is that when it comes to making decisions and future things, that he doesn't have the foresight that he need, you know, as a king, and that he's not hearing God's voice well. And so he's relating that to the sheep's deficiencies. He's saying that, you know, man, if I had better vision and better foresight, I would make better decisions because had I made good decisions, my life wouldn't be in this mess. I wouldn't have so many, so many enemies and, and I wouldn't have made the mistakes that I made. You understand what I'm saying? So it's dealing more with, with the, with the foresight, making decisions based on, you know, situations and circumstances because you can't see what's going to happen. Sheep are naturally slow and cannot escape predators. That's the sad thing because David knew that in this world, he's going to have lots of enemies and Without God, he knew that he wouldn't stand a chance because predators will absolutely devour him. He could see that sheep had no camouflage or weapons for defense. He saw that they didn't have claws, hooves, or powerful jaws. Sheep are easily frightened and become easily confused. So David knew that he was at a deficit. See, what you have to remember is that our enemies, our predators as people, would be demons and devils and spirits and 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 they come to steal, kill and to destroy and they influence other people to come against us. And so all of those things called life and all of those things that are in life that can go wrong tend to come your way. So as sheep, you don't really have defense against those. But if God is on your side and if God is your shepherd, then if God be for you, who can be against you? Think about it. If God be for you, who can be against you? He that delivered up his son for us. Think about this. Jesus was delivered up for us so that we could have a good life and be protected. He said the thief comes to steal, kill him, to destroy. So naturally, Satan is after the things of your life. He's after your faith. He's after your, your trust in God. He's after your praise. He's after all of that to stop that because he knows that if you can't praise and worship God and you can't reach out to the Lord, he knows he's got you. He understands that. And then finally, sheep have been known to plunge blindly off a cliff following one another. This is why I think David looked and saw that I need to follow after God. Paul said, follow me 
as I follow Christ. Unfortunately, people follow wrong people. You know, when it comes to um, religion and it comes to you being um, following someone, maybe you think that, you know, you want to be a Muslim or what have you. Well, guess what? You know, that doesn't lead to Christ. You know, and some of these religions out there, you get lost. You're like lost sheep because the end game is what? What's the end game? You're out there. You're by yourself. You think you're going after God by doing religious deeds and you're not. What you don't understand is that God is your only answer. Now, you can try to get to God any way you want to. But the truth is, Jesus said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life that no man can come unto the Father except they come through him. And you know, God said that the day you hear my voice, harden not your heart. And so God is speaking to you, but you're trying to find him by going through someone else. You fail to go through Jesus Christ, who is the true answer, who is our sacrifice, who took our place, who died for us and made it possible for us to have a relationship with God. And so you're like sheep and you've gone astray. You're lost. And if you think that being a Muslim is the answer, if you think that uh, Muhammad is the answer, you're confused because they can't do anything for you. Life is not being, listen, I get it that life is rules and regulations. I got that. But serving God is not about rules and regulations. Serving God is about grace and mercy, about faith. And as a result, yes, you'll keep rules. You'll buy by regulations. But you don't follow after a religion that just create a bunch of rules and regulations, a bunch of do's and don'ts. That's not going to get you to God. You're going to be stuck. So if you're looking for true um, Christianity and a true relationship with God and you want to get to know God, then you have to come through his son, Jesus Christ. That's the only way that you're going to be able to do that. Now, I'm going to tell you that I'm going to do probably about I'm thinking uh, a three part series on inside of the 23rd Psalms. And I really want to talk more about this. And um, so. I'm going to leave off on the sheep and their characteristics, and I'm going to stop right there because I got a whole lot more to say, but I want you to follow this series because this series is important because if you're going to really get the essence of the 23rd Psalms and it's going to be a blessing to you, then you have to know the background. You got to know if you're not a shepherd, but then you need to know how uh, the characteristics of a shepherd and what they do and why they do what they do, you know. And then you need to know about sheep because I really didn't know that, you know, I I, I didn't know sheep wasn't that bright. <laughs> and so, you know, sometimes in my life, I don't feel very bright. So I know why David compared us to sheep. So anyway, make sure you join me for the next broadcast and we'll pick up with the characteristics of people. All right. Well, listen, brothers and sisters, um, if you never accepted Jesus as your Lord and Savior, here's what you need to know. Number one, if you die in the state that you're in right now, you've never received him. You're going to go to hell. And there's no way to get around that because God will not have renegade spirits running throughout creation. It doesn't happen that way. In fact, when you leave your body, 
you will be gone. You will be escorted to hell. So you don't have to worry about getting there. You will have an escort to get you there. But the beautiful thing is, if you accept Jesus Christ, you'll live with him forever and you'll have an angelic escort to get you there. So you don't want to descend into the earth and the hell. You want to ascend to be with the father because to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. Because I'm going to tell you something. When they do your funeral, you're going to be laying in that box, but your spirit is going to be in hell. And you better understand that once you leave your body, that's it. You don't have another chance. That's it. You're done. And if you're listening to me, you better understand that the day you hear God's voice, that's the day you don't harden your heart. That's the day you say, Lord, yes, what do I need to do? And I'm going to tell you what you need to do. First of all, the Bible says in Romans 10, 9 and 10, that if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, that you will be saved. That means that if you accept him as your Lord, you say, Jesus, come into my heart and be my Lord and Savior. You accept him and you believe that God raised him from the dead. You believe that he died for your sins. You accept him. You believe him. Then by faith, through grace, you're saved. That means that you don't have to worry about going to hell. That means that you will live with God forever and forever and forever. That means that you will miss hell's deadly fire. That means that you won't burn for eternity and not be consumed. That means that you won't live in everlasting darkness and pain and suffering and sorrow and regret. That means that God has rescued you from all of that. You won't be tormented by demons and, and, and evil spirits. You will not be because you'll be with the father. You'll have peace and joy and you'll have you'll you'll be with him where you'll be overcome with his love and and just the good things. And you'll never have to worry. You'll never have another tear. You'll never have another sorrow. All you'll have is God's goodness reigning on you forever and forever. We'll be in his presence forever and ever and enjoy him forever and ever. But on the other hand, if you let this moment pass you by, you could end up in hell where you'd be tormented forever and forever. If you're interested in accepting Jesus as your Lord and Savior, say this with your mouth. Say, Lord Jesus, come into my heart. And be the Lord and Savior of my life. Now, brothers and sisters, make sure you mean that. Say, Jesus, I confess that I'm a sinner. I need to be saved. Say this with your mouth. Say, Jesus, come into my heart. I believe you died for my sins. I believe God raised you from the dead. I accept you. Come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior right now. I accept you now in Jesus' name. Brothers and sisters, if you said that and you believe that you're a child of God, I need you to find you a good Bible believing church and man, get download a good Bible app. I like the King James Version. I recommend maybe the New International Version for some of you newbies out there. But I'm telling you, whatever you do, get in a good Bible believing church, get you a good Bible Bible app and start studying and learning about God. And he, it's amazing how he'll open your eyes and help you see things that you never saw. Man, I can tell you, God is so good. I've been doing this so long now because God has, has brought me all this way, all these years. When I was in the military, I accepted the Lord Jesus as my Lord and Savior back in 1987. And um, 
And I've been going ever since. Man, I'm telling you, God will keep you. He will bless you. You will be with him forever and forever. And it starts now. Today, you accepted him. You have eternal life today. That's what's amazing. Well, look, brothers and sisters, please join me. I'm going to, I promise you, we're going to do at least three of these on inside of the Lord is my shepherd, inside the 23rd Psalms. God bless you and have an amazing day.